Welcome back to another episode of Sunscrap Nation's podcast. Your host, as always, Daniel Jonas, here on another kind of nice day in Charlotte, uh, Wednesday, April 29th, 2020. Um, today, we will be going over MMA news, talk about the cards coming up. We got three UFC cards that are for sure in the making slash going to be coming out in these next couple weeks, one right after the other. And then we'll talk about whatever else is in the news, um, just because as MMA starts getting back, as far as one of the only sports, getting back into the swing of things, at least one of the organizations, um, we'll be able to focus back onto MMA more than anything else. So let's go ahead and go and cover all those things. But before we do, remember to check out the podcast on SunscrapNation.com as well as iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play for all previous episodes as, as well as to subscribe. And give us a five-star review, please. Um, on top of that, you can check us out on social media at Sunscrap Nation, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And once again, you can see all other things at SunscrapNation.com. All right, so let's get into it. Um, so if you guys don't know, Robert Whitaker came out in a interview recently talking about being burnt out of the sport of MMA. Um, as far as, as far as the situation where he felt that way was he was running these dunes in Australia that are famous for pro athletes in that area. I forget the name of the dunes, but he was running them. They're unbelievably steep if you've ever seen some of those like uh what are they the like the countdowns the ufc countdowns he's he's been doing those at, at those dunes before anyways he f- was doing one on christmas day and he just like stopped and he usually never stops and he goes what am i doing i need to be with my family not being doing all this so he just he just got burnt out and that makes sense i mean he's been doing it for so long he's been from different weight classes and it's a professional sport and you know once you become the champion it's not like okay i finally did it it's now you have to put even more work in because you have to make sure you're in the best shape of your life because the person fighting you is going to be in the best shape of their life right it's not a hungry wolf is way scarier than someone who's a comfortable wolf right I mean, any animal, if it's well-fed, it's not as much of a threat. If it's fed, it's looking to eat you. So as a champion, you have to somehow find that hunger that makes you, that made you the animal before. But at the same time, you have to do like press work and I mean, and you also kind of have a nicer life. Your family's taken care of, um, and you kind of have to, like, still have that savage mentality. So, yeah, going to those dunes on Christmas Day, that's the way he kind of just kept that mentality. But at a certain point, you get the money and you get the, you feel logical and rational and you become, a, like, a family man. And you go, I can't be doing this. I got to go to my kids. So it's more important. Um, and then a bunch of other fighters have been coming out and saying they get it. Luke Rockhold, uh, I think Daniel Cormier came out saying that. I mean, most most fighters come out saying it. it, it being being burnt out isn't. It's not a. 
it's it's like saying you have an injury after a fight. Most people go through it, and most people would sympathize or even empathize with it. However, if you say it, it seems like it seems like you're less of a person or less of a man or a woman or a fighter. But that's what everyone goes through. You do anything for long enough, it it slowly chips away at your soul because you're just going through the same things, even though it could be your passion, right? It could just, you could just, like, but doing the same thing every day. Still, you got to take breaks, and that's why fighters, when they, that's why fighters, when they take a break, some of them balloon up to another weight class. They completely forget about the sport. Now, you got to find a nice moderate middle where you do get away from the everyday grinding, right? If you are training four times a day, three times a day, um, four to five times a day, getting ready for championship bouts, right? Then in between, maybe dial it back to like twice a day, once a day, and just dial it back to like the good shit, right? The, the, what's the word for it? Like jujitsu, if that's your favorite, or or boxing or Muay Thai, do more of your favorite thing and just take it easy. When you do jujitsu, roll. Don't like go hard. Don't put on the four ounce gloves and try to do all that stuff. Just stay in shape, but you know, fall in, uh, find something out of. I mean, it's a martial art. It's mixed martial arts. You have so many options for different sports. I think that's what a lot of people get fed up with or, like, get burnt out, of, burnt out of is no one, like, separates it. You go and you do everything, especially when you get to that high level. You're like, I can't. I might as well just do everything. I have coaches on. I've got coaches on, a, on retainer, and I need them to coach me everything. I can't just go to this class and this class and this class. Um, Tyron Woodley trying to get trying to get uh, Israel Adesanya's attention. Sad. Because he wants to fight him. I, I just think that's a bad idea. It's like a bad matchup. I will say an awesome matchup that even Israel wants is him versus Darren Till. Because Darren Till this morning put up a picture of him next to Paula Costa. And he's like, who's the real middleweight? And he He's taller than Paulo. I don't know. Paulo might be, like, thicker. But Israel liked it and put a comment, like, star or whatever. But I think he wants that matchup. I think it's just a great matchup. Cheeto Vera versus Song Yadong. Oh, that's going to be a banger of a fight in Jacksonville. Song Yadong, team alpha male guy. Great jujitsu. Barely gets to use it. Um, because he knocks everyone out. Uh, and Chico Vera, he's Chico Vera. He's just been on a roll, submitting, knocking people out, whatever, everywhere. It's well-rounded. He's my dark horse of that Bantamweight division. To be honest, because Pieter Jan was, but not anymore. Now it's Chico Vera, because now everyone knows who Peter is. Peter. 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 
Yawn. Whatever. Um, Eric Anders versus Jocto. Jocto Christoph. Christoph. So you get Jar Eubanks versus Sarah Morice for the main 13th card. Song Dong versus Marlon Vera for the May 16th card. Vitor Belfort says he's fighting Alain Nagalani for the one debut, if you don't know who that is. Uh, v- well, if you, everyone knows who Vitor is. Vitor is fighting that, like, Nigerian Panther, I think his name is. Uh, the yeah, He's a wild, explosive dude. So I hope Vitor is back on the juice. So that way he can go against this dude. It's, it's crazy, like... He does splits and stuff. I mean, his jujitsu-wise, Vitor blow him out of the water. Vitor can get him down and choke him out for sure any day. But that dude's explosive. And uh, plus, Vitor's chin isn't the best. Um, one championship postpones all shows through May. Okay. Everyone's asking why is Dominic Cruz getting the fight? Dana White defends him. However, has it been four years? Yeah, it's nearly been four years. Because his last fight was Cody, and he hasn't fought since then. But you got to give it to him, man. He's the goat of the bantamweight division. Like he's the just like Jose Aldo for featherweight. He is for bantamweight, just like Demetrius Johnson is for flyweight. Just like Anderson Silva is for middleweight, just like George St. Pierre is for and Matt Hughes for for welterweight, like there's BJ Penn for lightweight, like there's certain people that just get priority. And he does so much work for the UFC and all of this. Yes, I get it. It's not it's not like a number one fight. There are so many more top contending deserving people. However, whatever it is, whatever it may be. There's a reason why Dominic Cruz is getting it, and maybe because it has to deal with, like, Petra, for example, living in Thailand. Probably isn't easy for him to get back in the United States. Um, Marlon Moraes. Well, he's in the United States. Or maybe he's not. He might be back in Brazil. Jose couldn't fight because he's in Brazil. Amanda Nunes couldn't fight because she's in Brazil. Um, so it's easy to get people that are in the States, and Dominic and Henry are both in the States, just like... Justin and Tony are both in the States, not Tony and Khabib. Khabib's in Russia right now. Uh, If you guys haven't seen on YouTube, Dan Henderson versus Anderson Silva's on. Um, They just put up, they put up obviously the Justin Gaethje fights, Justin versus Edson Barbosa. Great first two minutes of a fight. Um, They put Tony Ferguson versus Kevin Lee. Great. I forgot it was a three-round fight, so it was cool to see again. Um. Oh, this person did a video. This is actually hilarious. How good was Anthony Johnson actually? Let me tell you guys. I I got my girlfriend into watching Anthony Johnson knockouts because people people must have forgot because you have all these people at light heavyweight. You have Ngannou at heavyweight, and there's a lot of knockouts, right? There has been. There've been great, but consistently. The only person that, besides Ngannou, that has that one touch at that power at that level is Anthony Johnson. Going back and watching his fights, it's not even the one-touch knockout power, right? 
Ngannou's got that. He swings once, and it's a hammer. Whether you're there or not to move your head, but it's mostly like one or two strikes. Like, they're big, and the likeliness of getting decapitated, unless you got extremely good wrestling like Stipe, it's very high. I don't even know now. Maybe you can have extremely good wrestling. It'll shake you off. Anthony Johnson, on the other hand, had that one-touch knockout power, but he was a welterweight. So he's kind of under-framed for, like, a heavyweight. And he's perfect size for light heavyweight. Now he's probably perfect size for heavyweight, especially with all the lifting. But the one thing about fighting at welterweight was the speed, the pace factor. Anthony Johnson can throw kicks and punches with three, four, five combinations. So that's why most people get knocked the fuck out by him. Because each one of those punches still carries weight, right? And that one punch knockout. But it's precise. The, the placement of each shot. Joe Rogan, when he was watching the, in, uh, the Noguera fight, when he first came back in the UFC, and the sh- placement of the shots, they were perfect. On top of the knockout power. So... It's in the Gus fight. I mean, even DC, as much as he, yes, he got, he was broken by the wrestling. The work he did against Bader after that, the work he did against Manawa after he lost, and then he learned. Now, the second fight with DC, that was like he was talking about retiring and stuff like that. I don't really count that fight. But if he comes back, people are going to forget. It's the same thing with watching Nick Diaz. I've been watching Nick Diaz videos recently. As much as the Diaz brothers are known for that come forward, pressure, punch, 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 Nick Diaz's grounded pound was phenomenal. Right? He beat most of his opponents through ground and pound and then submissions. It wasn't strictly just boxing and then the Nick or the Nate way where he like does no. Nick ground and pounded. That was his jam. There's a lot of things that I was watching that I go, damn, don't think about it. There's a lot of things that people do that you don't see fighters do now. Um, but fighters now kind of, you don't get to see some of like the precise game like you used to one, because people aren't coming from strict backgrounds and coming from those gyms, they're coming from MMA gyms. So now everyone kind of has the same style, right? Cause it's effective. But when you watch a guy like Fedor and a guy like Khabib, or you watch like a guy like Nick Diaz or even Anthony Johnson. People, I assume, have been in fights. And when I mean Khabib and Fedor, they're masters of fighting. And Sambo, right? That's just fighting with funky gear on. But there's certain things that they do, like push the head down. And like where fighters are missing that now. The reason why they're missing it now is because they're taking MMA as a sport rather than like oh, we were fighting, and then we just thought we could get paid for this. It's not, um... It's not a... Yeah. It's not... It's not the same. Like, you get guys who had really good strike, like, really good boxing, and really good Muay Thai, and really... Now everyone kind of has the same footwork and stuff. That's what made Dominic Cruz so unique back then. Because it was like, there's only one person doing this. I watched a bunch of Dominic Cruz fights. Even, a, even Dominic, like, his knees, his range control, 
shout out to Dominic Cruz for putting out a, a six free lessons of his footwork. Um, they're not that. Um, it's not that hard. Like you can do it at home. He breaks it down pretty well. It's pretty unique in the understanding of what it what it is. It definitely, when you understand, he under he broke down the first. I just watched the first video, but he broke it down, and I go, "Oh, understanding this when you were champion, like in the WEC, you were light years ahead of people, light years ahead of fighters." The way he was thinking, I mean, he probably got better explaining it and everything, because every time you, every time you explain it, um, you get better. That's the beauty of coaching okay well that's uh what else what else in mixed martial arts news they got the most got the best triangle chokes on youtube Uh, Donald Cerrone came out talking about his fight with Connors. Like, I don't want to be there and all that. I was like, yeah, that's what it looked like. Well, the excuses that people made for you. My head is still hurt from Conor McGregor loss, but I keep fighting. People gave you that. Like, Cowboy didn't look like Cowboy, so run with it. For sure. That's what I do. Oh, uh, WWE releases Kane Velasquez. I mean... They release and bring people on all the time. All right. Well, that's pretty much it. As far as it's only the UFC, so everything else is kind of closed. So that kind of like fucks the news up for the rest of MMA. All right. Let's look up some regular news. Um, Things that have been going on. Outside of MMA that you guys could give a look at. Um, actually, not much. Nothing much has been going on in my life. I haven't really found anything to keep me too much, too much or too busy. Everything's kind of the same. Um, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy has been going on. There's a weird video coming out. Well, not a weird video, but YouTube issues statement on removal of controversy, the controversial video interview with the Bakerfield doctors. So these Bakerfield doctors put out this video. You guys can watch it. Um, they're pretty much, they're pretty much um, suggesting through their data and then the CDC's data that we should open up. Whereas, I think YouTube violated. It pulled it for violating community guidelines. Community guidelines two, three. All right. Uh, we quickly remove flag content, fund, uh, including content that explicitly disputes the eff- efficacy of local health authority recommended gui- guidance on social distancing that may may lead others to act against the guidance. That's why I don't post my shit on uh, YouTube. I may be saying it jokingly or whatever. And they're going to take it away. Like, however that content 
provide sufficient educational documentary, scientific or artistic ESD, EDSA context as well, for example, news coverage. We've had clear policy. That's weird because he comes up with a lot of, he's got a lot of data. So it's educate, like it's, it's numbers. That's weird. It, I mean, it is weird that they would take it down. Yeah, they may, I mean, they make good points. It's an hour long video. I watched some of it. I mean, you you can watch it. It's it's not scrubbed from the internet. It's just not on a. Uh, it's just not on YouTube. I don't want to go over all of it because it's it's too much. But um, Pentagon found UFOs. No one's fucking talking about it because we got other shit to worry about. They're like, check out these UFOs. I don't give a fuck about a UFO. I got bills to pay this month, asshole. Are the aliens going to come down and help me pay with my pay my bills or kill my landlord? One of the two. Well, that's pretty much all I got. It's been pretty slow. I um, you know, not all days are going to be the best for dues or Whatever. However, I will still be here breaking down MMA stuff. Now, here's a video. The uh, Kyle Parisian takes down Nick Diaz, which Nick lost that fight due to split decision. And then a scramble. It's a good fight. Split decision fight. Split decision fights are the best. All right, guys. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, a little short one, but, you know, it's mostly MMA-based. I'll be back tomorrow talking more MMA, but I hope you guys enjoy it, and I hope you guys stay safe out there. Remember, go to suddenscrapnation.com or suddenscrapnation.com for more, YouTube, or not YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for social media shit, and then you can go to iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Please give us a five-star review. We appreciate it dearly. Um, Hope you guys stay safe. Until next time, peace.